You checked out my socials? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did my research. Yeah. All right. Guys, welcome back to Breakthrough Conversations. My name is Brett English. My name is Ryan Ortega. We've got Sunny Lewis in the house with us tonight. And we're going to discuss all things Reiki, music, spirituality, and a little bit more. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks for coming yeah. down, brother. I yeah. really appreciate yeah. it. Thank we're you. We appreciate it, yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me, boy. It's yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, pleasure. Can, can I just jump in um, and talk to you about Reiki first and foremost? I had a friend who went and, went and saw you, yeah. and they said they had an amazing shift, an incredible experience that wasn't like traditional Reiki. And well, yeah, yeah. So yeah. traditional Reiki, I guess, um, so I'm like a level two mm. practitioner. Yeah. Um, and so it starts off like level one is like your when you get in, attuned into Reiki yeah. and then you can do like self-practice, you can do mm. practice on like your pets and family and stuff. Yeah. Um, Reiki 2 kind of allows you then to um, to then go into and use it as a practice, you know, like mm. we've, we've got our own business we're actually practice from. Yeah. Um, and so in Reiki 2 kind of allows you to go into more like intuitive a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I guess when you say like not traditional, it's more like it's still the same light hands on, yeah. but it's just like different hand positions, mm. that sort of thing. So, so you can put your own source on it. In, in yeah, a, in totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so there's, um, I've been watching a few um, web series and different things lately yeah. and podcasts, and it's interesting because um, the whole Reiki side of things, some people add like their own little source to it, you know, the little touch. So mm. um, I do a little bit of sound before I use like a sound bowl and at the end I use a rain stick just to nice. close everything off. Um, so I guess that's my little spin on it. But apart from that, that's kind of it. I do use a, a crystal, but just to put on the belly button, just so yep. um, that gives me an indication of where, just to put my hand, you know. Oh, with the, okay, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes, um, most of the time, there'll be like a blanket over it, and so I'm mm. just like conscious of. You don't know where you're putting your hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too high, too low. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, I'm always conscious of that. Yeah. Uh, just be respectful. Yeah, and so, um, but apart from that, that's it. But yeah, I, I, I know a lot of other people really do, they use a lot of crystals and. Mm. Um, yeah, do a lot of other things in there. And then so the Grandmaster Reiki, um, Phyllis Fumoto, she's passed, but I've watch, been watching some um, web series with her. Mm-hmm. And um, she's basically, her thing on was like, if someone starts adding all their own things into it, mm-hmm. it doesn't become like the traditional Reiki in that sense. Yeah. It becomes like Sunny's healing or something, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like becomes something yeah. like that. Yeah, which is really, um, yeah, like it's, it's unique and it's beautiful True, yeah. and it's, I think that's what everyone brings to the table as well. Yeah. Mm. What is what if you what is Reiki for someone who doesn't know what it is? How okay. Can you explain that? So it's it's a good question because um, I have about a hundred different explanations depending on where the person's at with wherever yeah. they're at with things. Um, so essentially Ray Ray key. So Ray means like universal, it's like you loosely translated. Um, mm. that's what everyone says. So, um, yeah, ray meaning universal, you know, like, and then key meaning energy. So, like, universal life force energy, they kind of say. So, what we do is, is we, um, we tap into the universal life force energy. We simply bring it through our, the way I do it is that I bring it through my body, which it does. I, I, I filter it through my heart, that, that, that energy, and then comes out through my hands. Yeah. That's just my own little mm. take of it this this how i kind of do it so like I, I breathe in and breathe that energy in and then like coming from above or on top yep. of the top here and then through my heart and then out through my hands so it's wow. just like love energy it's that mm. pure love um like life force energy nice. coming through yeah so the heart's like a transformer of this universal power too yeah for the human I yeah, that, yeah. That, that's kind of how i 
I do it in, in my thing here, yeah, but I just yeah. keep it really simple. Yeah, so and another an explanation that I use um, quite a lot depending on the people, but um, I say that, say you're a car battery um, and you've just like left your lights on or something and you've like, you're, you're gone, you know, you're, you're yeah. a dead battery. So you call up the RAC guy, he comes along, he pulls up and he can't like fix you without putting jumper leads in. So from the way I explain it, the RAC guy is like the universal life force energy. He's the, you know, like he's the guy there coming to help out. And then I'm the jumper leads. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple, yeah. simple like that. Okay. Yeah, fair, 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 yeah. fair. Yeah. So that's all I do. And then that between the energy and you, you can like then start your own healing process. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the history behind it? Where is it like centered from? Um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to have to put this a little bit broad. Um, uh, Mikhail Yusui. So it's a Yusui system. So um, he was... There's a lot of sort of mixed up history there, but yeah. from what I understand, uh, what I've been trying to find out myself is that um, he was in his 40s, from what I can understand, um, he was like a traveler. Like he used to like go around and do lots of um, traveling with his work and whatever he did. Um, so this was back in the 1920s, I believe. Um, and in that time, he, he obviously didn't have a life person. He, he wanted more out of his life. Um, he was obviously seeking something more. And so there was a, a mountain in um, Japan, I think it's just out of Osaka, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Um, and he went up there to, to find, kind of like find himself. And so he went up the top of this hill, he like meditated for 20 days. I don't think there was any food or water in, oh, there must have oh, been water, but yeah, yeah, but like went hardcore. Like, and um, in that time he had that spiritual experience um, and that led him to accessing the Reiki and then so then he came down the mountain and then started um, like giving it to people and started healing it and then like helping people with their own healing journey and then the war came along um, and then he actually trained one of the like it was like a medical doctor I think it was in the um, in the Japanese army and um, yeah so he kind of like so he was Mikao Sui was kind of looked after a bit I guess because he was in the in the army um, had this his student I guess coming yeah. through um, yeah and then so from there then that was kind of like the lineage and then um, that went down and down and then eventually got over to Hawaii um, uh, through Miss um, Sensei was it the Takata yeah Sensei Takata yeah and then yeah she now that, that that came to Hawaii through her own hill experience there's this there's a whole lineage of um, the, the main Reiki practitioners that we follow through. So yeah. it's part of like my lineage as well. So that was a real hard to... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so there's cool. a lot. So, yeah, so it start, yeah. starts off in Japan, essentially. Yeah, um, yeah through Mikao Sui. And then, it, then it's been filtering down. That's a dope story. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you asked that question. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but the, the really interesting thing is, is that, so it went over to Hawaii and then um, like um, Ms. Mikata, the Takata had to actually change the style of it a little bit because Americans weren't so, because um, this whole thing where Reiki system, there was like missing parts and there was a lot of missing stuff for me as well, like spiritually. I'm like, hang on, this I felt it should be more intuitive and along my journey, then I started looking into it and I found out a lot of other people thought the same. So the original Japanese way of doing it, it was actually different to what was put out into the Western world. Mm. It was just a bit too wool. So rather than using intuition, which probably wasn't big back in those days, um, yeah, they, they kind of altered a few things. So that's why they brought in like the 
um, the full proper hand positions that you learn mm. in Reiki one. Um, yeah, so wow. yeah, that all had to alter it a little bit. That makes sense. Oh, okay. Wow. What are the practices that you use to really pull in that energy and get it flowing through your body? So it's really, really simple. And this is so <laughs> my Reiki master, Roger Weston. Um, he's like eighty years old, right? So wow. I'm just gonna like do a little bit of attack and come back. Yeah. Um, I I'm just gonna tell you. So I got into Reiki. Um, in 2016, I did my first Reiki course with him. Mm. And through a lot of other reasons, which you can jump into later. But um, yeah, so I was drawn to him. Mm. Um, it's, there's a lot, it's a very woman dominated, as you know, the spiritual kind of healing or yeah. spiritual community. In, in, a lot of women. Yeah, yeah, a lot of women. And so the men are a few and far between. So um, mm. yeah, I, I, was, I was like, I felt I need to go to him. He was, well, I did a quick mass. It, it's 2020 now. He's 80 now, so yeah, 74, yeah, 73, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he, um, yeah, I, I went to him, started off with him, and he was like so chilled, mm. so relaxed, just like he would speak, and then he'd kind of like sit there, and and you're like, oh come on, what's going on next? <laughs> what's happening now? Where's the energy? How am I going to yeah, do yeah. this? And then literally it's like, it, this is not about spirits, this is not about this, not about that, not about crystals, not about all this stuff. Mm. Just come back, it's simply you're channeling energy, that's it. And so he's like, and, and so of course we're like, so how do we do it? And yeah. then he's like, you just ask to turn it on. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> just turn it on? And yeah. so, um, when I did that, I was like, well, turning it on is just not enough for me. You know? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I have to do I this thing. more action. <laughs> yeah, so that, that weekend, I still remember it, like it was, it was, like, like it was yesterday. Um, I pictured it like a tap getting turned and oh, then yeah. that allowing it to come through. Mm. And now, like what I say now is that with love, light and great respect, Reiki on. And then that's... Wow. Yeah. Wow, I love that. Yeah. 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 So, beautiful. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so... Um, my Reiki master, when he does the initiation, he says like, um, with love and great respect, but for, and, and so that's how he does it. But for mm. me, I'm like, oh, I need that light, you know? So yeah. like with love, because Reiki is all about love and mm. giving that loving energy mm. and respect to be respectful of, um, especially with the master and the student um, in that initiation mm. process, but also if we're with a client to be very like respectful of yeah. their energy, you know? So yeah, I feel it's such a, I'm honoured like, and grateful. So every yeah. time someone comes in, I'm like, this, is, this for me is more than what, when a, if a doctor does open heart surgery, you know, they just get in there, cut up the meat, stitch it back together, yeah. put <laughs> in the pig or whatever they put in and then like done. But for me, I'm like, someone's allowing me to work with their energy, you know, mm. in, their, in their field. I'm like, that's, that's massive for me anyway. Yeah, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, really, it's really massive. I'm like really grateful every time I do a, a session. Yeah. Yeah. You have great reverence for everyone you dealing with yeah That's yeah nice, because yeah. i start off with with love light and great respect and of course light we're working with with a light you know so mm. yeah wow man i can really feel your authenticity and genuineness yeah, yeah i'm getting buzzed up now yeah, i'm getting yeah, excited yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that guy sounds like a jedi master <laughs> oh, dude, he, like, he lives and breathes <laughs> it one. yeah well, he's 80 and so before covid um you know like he was 76 i think before he went he goes treks up in nepal by himself oh, wow, leaves wow. his wife and stuff home it was kind of one of the reasons why i recently went on my yeah. solo soul journey um up north and part of my kind of getting out around it with my wife i'm like mm. um oh like what my raking master does every year you know like <laughs> he does it and look at him yeah, so if yeah. i do it i'll be something near that yeah 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 
So um, yeah, so he's like super fit. He lives and breathes it. And then I always sat back and like, oh, he's 80 years old. Like mm. he's 80 this year. Wow. And I was like, wow, if I can be 80 years old or even 70, yeah, even 60, and, and be <laughs> like, be like, have all that energy, yeah. be like really centered, know who he, you know who who you are. And mm. I was like, wow, that's awesome. I know like. 50 year olds who were like, oh, I'm all sore yeah, and stuff. And no. he's like in his near 80s and trekking the pole and stuff. That's amazing. I'm like, then Reiki's for me, you know? Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I actually yeah. want to learn Reiki from you when, when you're teaching, so. Yeah, well, I'm actually doing, I'm a uh, Reiki master candidate nice. now. Yeah, so. For soon. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully I'll hopefully I can be your first student. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you can only be the first, hey, you know, true, like, true, there's yeah. only ever one first, first student. It's, it's quite funny how profound, like, spirituality can be like reiki is just so simple of reiki on yeah like i would have thought there was like a whole like meditation practice or yeah yeah you know, well yeah I, the banging I, of the drums <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and but that's the way i was i was taught to do yeah. it it's just like really simple i know a lot of other um there are people who do a lot of breath work and um different type of breathing techniques and things which funnily enough i do in my own kind of way so i play because i play the dig mm. so um i use that at the start and then in between so you know it's it's breath work in its yeah, own, yeah. Own, own right and so mm. i do that i walk around the space uh, you know like just move that energy all around yeah. and before i get started and yeah yeah create that kind of like safe space and mm. yeah. Yeah. you do a lot of work with sound as well yeah 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 how did you get into making these rain sticks and making did we do so um yeah so so i've always wanted to play the dig everyone was yeah. a young young kid um and the rain stick, my mum and dad bought one of those rain sticks um, way, way back in the days. Um, I think it was, they told me it was about 350 bucks. But there's a, I don't know the, the guy's 350 name. 350 bucks back then would have been a lot of money. Yeah, well, this is going back um, when I was growing up. So 30 years ago or something. Yeah. Right? It was a, lot, it was a long time ago. Yeah. But yeah, there's a chap over east. And what he does is um, gets a piece of like native timber, yeah. or like I'm not going to specs of this yeah. but from what I understand he gets it soaks it in this fluid of oh, it in um fluid um you know like a, I'm trying to think chemistry here they're in a solution <laughs> solution yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so he soaks it in a solution and then um for like six months mm. and then puts these metal caps on the end of the the rain stick goes and buries like he must do a few at the time goes and buries them up on a hill somewhere well, I can't remember if it's South Australia or, or in Victoria and then waits for lightning to come and it gets struck by lightning and all the resin inside just like crystallizes and gets smashed, but it doesn't burn because it like, you know, because it's been soaked Some in the solution. solution yeah. yeah, and then it like fragments and stuff. And then so then he, he put takes all that off and then puts these beautiful other caps and does some nice art, artistry work on it. And then you got this rain stick that's just like but it has to get struck by lightning. lightning. Yeah. What are the odds what of What are the, the odds of that? Well, 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 well now apparently they're fifteen hundred dollars to get one of these rain sticks. But and I'm like, but they're but it's like that's so cheap. If you you're like, yeah. it's struck by lightning. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. Sounds like, like a shamanic ritual. Cool, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Insane. I'd love to be part of that. You yeah. know, like never know. Um, so I grew up with that, and it was so cool because we'd be like sitting here like we are now, and then all yeah. of a sudden, just like out of random nowhere, it would start going, and you'd be like, whoa. And we were really and, just sitting there by itself. Yeah, and and just growing up, we'd always be like, oh hello. We'd always acknowledge acknowledge mm. it, and my my mum and dad out. Um, kind of spiritual in the sense of you know like spirits and ghosts and stuff yeah. um but i always was and so yeah it was really interesting so that always happened so it's a bit of a long story but um so when COVID happened mm. um I, I was doing a bit of breath work 
I did a couple of breathwork sessions before and COVID hit and I was like, all right, and I really wanted to come, some, something told me, come into that heart space, really start mm. meditating on that heart space. Yeah. And then, so I'm like, all right, I'll do some of this breathwork that I learned. And I was like, did it once and it was really powerful. Went to go do it again. I'm like, oh, I'm so, it's boring. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I just can't do something like that. Unless yeah. I've got other people with me, I'm like, all right, let's do breathwork. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, true. And so I was speaking to a mate, he's a digi player, um, he's down south. And he's like, Sonny, why don't you get yourself a dig? And I'm like, yes, great idea. Mm. So like, I got up one morning and I, like, I, I spoke to the guy the day before and, um, and I got up and I was like a bit like a little kid. And my mm. wife's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to go buy a didgeridoo. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, yes. And so like, I was off. And so then I came back and, and cool story with the first dig I bought. So mm. I was um, with Sanchi and I was um, at didgeridoo breath. And so I... I was going through these digits and I said, look, I've been told to get like a, a D because it's a good healing, um, mm. good frequency, like key to be in. And I picked up all these digits and then it was this big lightning, like big storm was about to come over Perth. And I was yeah. like, oh, you know, like I had to go to the post office. I'm like, to go to the post office, so I'd go straight there. And I'm like, oh, if I get caught in this storm, I want to be in a didgeridoo shop. Like, yeah. So I'm like, straight there. Anyway, it, as I got there, this rain started coming, gone through all these digits. He's, he's in his shed at home and he lifted up his shed, um, garage door. I'm holding these digits and I lifted up this one dig and I was kind of like like this and this lightning bolt went oh dude that's crazy like straight across and I was like yeah and he was like whoa you know like we were both like whoa and then I'm like like, put it down and we tried some others and I'm like what are we kidding you know who are we kidding let's go back to that so I called it lightning you know and funny enough the next time I went back there because I I needed to get a cover for it because I was heading up to Exmouth um, <laughs> he opened up the garage door and there was another storm happened that mm. become not as big but another one yeah. and he, as it comes up he's standing there with like five or six didgeridoos like quick take them <laughs> 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 waiting for the lightning yeah. to go by again yeah so funny yeah so so I got into that and then um, I, I got asked to do like some some sound um, healing and so from there, being a, a cabinet maker by trade, mm. I was like, I'm like, oh, this thing, because I did one of my whole shoulder and everything, because it's quite heavy. Um, yeah. It was not, not the native timber, you know, so mm. quite heavy. So I was, um, I think it's Wondoo. And then so man, my whole shoulder's quick. I'm like, I've got to get a lighter one. And so you can get these mm. extendable ones. They're plastic and all this stuff. I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, why don't I just make one? And so I kind of did my research and I came across the, the Argave flowers and then so I'm like oh that sounds really good and then I went and found some with a mate and <laughs> went there with like thongs on and board shorts after going to the beach and I got yeah. cut up as hell I'm like yeah and I was in there it's part of the journey yeah yeah and then so collected this um this Argave and then made my first dig mm. and it worked and it popped and I was like yes that was epic so when you found the Argave wood is it was it already hollow or did you have to no you have to hollow it out so it's a flower Oh, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, it's an Argave Americana. So they're classified as a weed here, mm. but they've got these awesome spikes on there, and I always get bloodied up and every time I go there. So it's like my always like put it back to the plan. It's like yeah. you know my, my gift to them of mm. um, you know give and take and really honour that spirit of the plant. When mm. I the take one, I only take ones that are dried. So essentially, it's the flower stalk that comes up, and you've got wow. the seed pods. So when the seed pods drop. Um, the whole plant, the flower, die, like everything, everything yeah. dies. Um, yeah. So then that, then I come along and respectfully take them. That's amazing. Yeah. I really Google that and put the photo up because that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're, 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 you, you can't miss them. They're like five, six metres tall. You'll see them oh, around. Don't oh, tell, that's crazy. Don't, now, don't tell everyone because <laughs> <laughs> there's heaps of spots around Perth yeah. that they're, they're here. Um, 
Yeah, so I use those. They're almost like balsa where they're super light. Yeah. And what happens is they get like is a... Is that them? No, not that one. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, that one. Okay. Oh. No? No, that's slightly different again. Yeah, but it's like that. Uh, similar. Goods? Oh, wow. It's similar to that, yeah. Um, oops, sorry. That's all my bad. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, like that. Like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, I'll wow. keep that one. Argave Americana. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. I'll save that. How, yeah. do you, how do you hollow it? Yeah. So, um, Damn. Yeah. yeah. So basically, they what happens is they have this natural crack when they dry out. They, they have a, a split. And mm -hmm. then so I just like cut it down that split and then um, like hollow it out. There's different ways you can hollow it out. Um, and then glue it back together and yeah. But to make it do just a lot more involved than yeah, just yeah, yeah. putting a hole in it. Because yeah. otherwise you need to get um, that back pressure. And yeah. so what happened? <laughs> what happened was I made this dig, and it was it was epic. It was like so amazing, but mm -hmm. it, it was hard for me to get going. Like I just didn't have enough back pressure. So I was down south, and I kind of near this dam, and I was playing. It. I'm like, look, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to like do something with you. And it just came to me like, make a rain stick. You know, thinking of my mum's mum and dad's mm -hmm. rain stick that I grew up with. You know, did lightning like, come in the sky? Yeah, 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 no, no, no. Lightning bolting here. We're boom, look, go make a rain stick. And then yeah. so. Um, yeah, so I did the same kind of process for the ends, and I've refined it a lot now, and mm. yeah, did what I had to do to make a rain stick. And well, what do you put in there? Is it just ball bearings of some kind? <laughs> no, but that would be like pretty cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, I use, I, I played around with a few things, yeah. and, and I've actually got another idea now based off um, that other, what the traditional way of yeah. what that um, guy made. So um, the, I use mung beans. Um, and crystal argate, sometimes you crystal just, argate. yeah, crystal, so like little small mm. bits of like stone and crystal, nice. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so that, that it comes down, and goes, ding, 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 ding. yeah, that's cool, oh, wow, that's yeah. pretty cool, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 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 really nice, and because when I'm making them, I'm really conscious, same with the digits, and it, I make chimes as well out of all the same, so I make three instruments out of the same material, mm. um, yeah, I'm really conscious of where my thoughts are. If my thoughts are not in a good place, I don't go near it, and mm. so, um, I think on your, your last podcast, lady was saying about um, like jewelry and um, timber products hold that memory and, yeah, the, yeah. and that energy and the emotion. And so I was like, yes, exactly. Like, which mm. I, I know that somehow. Yeah. And so I'm really conscious of what um, energy I'm putting into it, you know? Mm. So when I'm pouring in the, the crystal agate and the mung beans, um, I actually say like little ritual part of that, you nice. know? Like, it's something like... It's like halal meat, you know, you do like a pretty... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so as, as I'm pouring it in, I've like um, made these sounds and, and made these um, crystals among beings um, bring like beautiful loving energy to whoever hears it and made them yeah. feel calm and at peace. And then, yeah, then I, I cap it in and yeah, so it's really, really special for me that that process, you know, a little bit of mm. ceremonial stuff in there, I guess. So. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah. It's very interesting. C can we jump yeah. into your men's group, your men's circle? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I can talk about that stuff all day. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure we can come back to it, but like, what, what made you start this men's circle? And okay, so um, there was a, a guy named uh, Dean Power who was running men's circles over in Ubud, over in Bali. Yeah. And he came over to Perth. This is end of 2019, so BC before mm. COVID. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he... Um, yeah, that was like before Christ, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. well, you know. Like, before COVID, like that. <laughs> yeah, well, we're just starting it again, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And so he um, he started a little um, men's circle at the Happiness Co. in Vic, East Vic Park. Um, mm. And 
I went there, or the week before actually, I went to my first ever men's circle um, down in um, Dunsborough with, with another chap. The guy got me onto the um, tie, got me onto the digits. Mm. And I went to this men's circle. I, I was kind of like looking for something. I was putting it out there, the universe, that I just, I want to be around men and I didn't really have that connection. Like I, I needed some connection. Yeah. And so it was at a yoga studio down south and I was like, oh, great, I'll go to this, I'll go to this um, there because it was like the partner of um, one of my wife's friends and, and it's like, yeah, I'll go support him. Yeah, we're in our lights at a yoga studio thinking it was going to be like men's yoga. And so um, I'm like, yeah, okay, men's yoga, that's cool. So I went there to six guys and then they like, we sat down and we just started this whole thing, like this men's circle thing. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm doing yoga. And I was like, no, this is a men's circle. I'm like, what does that even mean? What are we doing? You know, like, do we get naked? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> hold hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold hands. I went naked. Like, what's going on here? And then, um, yeah, I sat down and there was six of us and I was just like, like holy shit this is powerful like the guys just jumped straight in and no one like, i didn't know anyone else yeah didn't even know the guy facilitating at the time and there was one one guy there um his name's michelle um he's he's like oh look the guy who's kind of set these up um he's in perth and he's running one i'm like whereabouts in eastwick mm -hmm. park i'm like great that's literally like my hood and then so i went there and then um he ran four um four circles and i was just like wow like mm. so it was so touching for me i'm like this is it this is this is this is it this is what yeah. i should be doing yeah and um and so i asked him before he had to go back to bali and i asked him i said what happens now and he said um well whether someone picks it up and runs with it mm. or it stops that's it done oh, wow. and i'm like well this can't stop yeah. um, i'll put my hand up and yeah so i did we went and sat at like miss Maud's or somewhere and dome and it yep. showed me told me kind of what i need to do nice. and i was like great okay cool just holding space and yeah yeah and so what what do you need to do to facilitate it and what goes on in these um make sure you have a nice <laughs> physique <laughs> and, and, and nice underwear when you get naked no um yeah what do i do so it's really interesting i guess everything in my whole life that led up to this point has mm. trained me somehow to do what i do um mm. i was a little bit um i was like who am i to run these circles you know i've had mm. like i guess at that stage i thought i had no major trauma i had you know i had no drug addictions i hadn't been divorced i hadn't you know i hadn't had all this stuff which other guys had you know yeah. and i was thinking well who am i to run this and then um and so i was a bit kind of sure i was still running at the time and then COVID hit because it was so it was the start mm. of 2020 when i did the first yeah. circle and there was like another two guys so it was like a triangle circle yeah. um yeah, <laughs> it was like a triangle uh, but and then I, the, I, I kept them going and then um COVID hit and then we went online and so mm. uh, the guys from Woodward they put it out to all the people saying hey we're doing this zoom online and we had we're getting like 60 70 men from all around the world jump online because it was zoom we're doing like breakout rooms and because they knew I was doing the stuff in Perth, they're like, hey, do you want to jump in on the leadership crew? And, wow. and so I did. And um, yeah, and so those were all guys from like Bali and stuff, you know, they're like guru guys and guys doing breath work and guys doing all this stuff. And I was like, going, wow, look at these guys. These guys mm. are epic, you know? And um, and I was still thinking, oh, who am I, you know? To, yeah. Especially all these people around the world, they're like, they've done this yoga stuff and all this, and I've never really mm. done any of that stuff. Yeah. I've got my own kind of things that I've done. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so I knew I kind of could hold it a little bit, but I just wasn't quite sure. And then um, we were talking about something and then I hadn't been, I missed a week and come back. And they're like, oh, Sonny, it's so good to have you back. Your energy is just like amazing. You're like, mm. you got so much light and you just like, it's just beautiful to have you on and mm. you give like, you give something else. 
Yeah. And I was, and this is from the Guru guys, and I'm like, I'm calling Guru guys, but you yeah, know, they're, they're yeah, just beautiful yeah. men, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 And and um, and I was like, oh wow, really, you know. And and then when I started facilitating, you know, like running the circles online there as well, and then just just the feedback I had was just like amazing. And I get on there, hey Sunny, how you doing? Beautiful, yeah. yeah. And so then I just got that um, that gentle encouragement, and I was mm. like, yeah, okay, I understand now. Like, I'm not here to um, it doesn't matter really who or what the person comes into the circle if they have you know baggage or, or the trauma or they have whatever everyone's welcome you know mm. everyone has something to offer you know I think that's just a yeah. life principle anyway yeah you know? yeah 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 and um, yeah so then that carried on and then through COVID we kept it going um, <laughs> through lockdowns and everything, we kept yeah. it going. And the, the real lockdowns, we had to go, we just went online and we said to yeah. guys, hey, jump on the Friday. Cause we've kept that Friday one going for two and a half years now. Wow. Oh wow. Um, yeah, so yeah. that still runs. So I'll do the Monday night circle and then jump on and do the Friday night if I can get time to do that. And nice. yeah, so yeah. it's got to keep going. So yeah. And is it yeah. just a sharing circle? People just bring what they're going through or is it sort of just like we need help with or? Oh yeah, so we don't put a theme. So I can give you a quick little rundown, it's fine. Um, yeah. So basically we start off with like a little light meditation, goes to like five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then, um, that sorry, that scared the shit out of me the first time I had oh, to really? meditate. I'd never meditated in my whole entire life. And oh, then really? they're like, wow. oh, you have to do, a part of a sentence, you have to do a meditation. I'm like, what? How do I do that? And then so yeah. this guy had this thing and he wrote it out and I read it the first two times. I'm like, mm. okay, cool, threw it away. I'm like, I've got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, just go with whatever feels right. Mm. And um, so that was fun. Um, yeah, and so we start off with a meditation and then we do like a check-in. And um, so basically like, you know, um, part of that check-in is that you give yourself a number from like 10 to one and like how you're feeling right now. So so between 10 and one, if, um, if you have something you really wanna share and it doesn't mm. have to be like traumatic, it can be like a real positive thing as well. Mm. Um, we have like great laughs, you know, like laughing is so yeah, healing as you know. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you, know, like, you get a whole group of guys just losing their shit laughing at it. And, and it's just like, oh, good, so eh? good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, um, yeah, so we have that at the start, um, we check in, so 10 to one. So yeah, if you've got something big to share, you can share that um, once and stuff that you're happy to hold space. And then we just go through, whoever's a high number, they start, they get four minutes um, yep. to speak. Um, and my wife's like, four minutes, that's not very long. I'm like. Anya, when in our marriage have you ever given me four minutes of un uninterrupted time to speak? And she's like, okay. <laughs> so so, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one second, you hold that thought for me just for one second. Yeah. We're going to change that battery before we lose, we lose power. Haven't got a tech guy yet. <laughs> so, a bit of multitask. I saw you looking a bit like funny at <laughs> Excellent. Da. Sweet. Oh, oh. Let me just quick check while I'm here. All right, we're good. <laughs> yeah, so four minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the guys get four minutes to speak. Um, and then like after the four minutes, then we open it up to the, the circle. So part of the four minutes is that we don't interrupt the guy, like it's uninterrupted because you know mm. it's like when you're speaking, someone's like, oh yeah, this, oh yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, man, I, you know, like, yeah. none of that. And so, when we resonate with someone, we just put our hand on the chest and so that they, while you're speaking and someone does like this, you're like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, kind of like mm -hmm. an acknowledgement. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. And then um, we open up the group and then if anyone resonates, which normally there is, that's the biggest kind of part of it that when guys resonate with you, they like that's that acknowledgement that they've seen and heard you and then yeah. they share their own story. So we don't, we 
try not to judge. It's, it's so hard not to judge, but that's part of the things that with no judgment, um, you know, because everyone's on their own journey, journey um, yeah. and no advice. So part of that too is that we use I statements. So that's been one of the like the biggest mm. takeaways for me in the, the whole thing is that no advice. Yeah. No, I've realised I've been given unsolicited advice. The tough one, life, especially yeah. my little brother, poor guy. Um, and then um, yeah, using I statements. So that stops giving that advice. So we're talking our own story. So I share about you know what it's like for me. Mm. Rather than say, oh, you know, when you go to the shop or something and you fall over, and rather than say, oh, when I went to the shop, I fell over. You know, like yeah. that kind of thing. It makes yeah. it my story. So therefore, it's not giving advice. And mm. so for me, talking in that I statements, even now, like in general speak, I just notice when people aren't, my wife does, I, I pull her up. I'm like, are you talking about yourself? Who are you talking about? You're talking about we and them. Like, the we, them. Who, yeah, who, yeah, who yeah. you mean? You know, like. You gotta own it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, and if it's me, tell me. Don't be like, oh, you know, them or something. It's like, if I've done something wrong, say, say me, you know, like, mm. I don't care. Well, I do, you know, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that, that's, uh, so we, we don't give advice. And then, um, so once that guy's finished his resonation, then we um, just take a, a deep breath and acknowledge their share and then we move on to the next time and do that over and over until we kind of get close to time and then check out. Okay. And so it's really simple. It seems really simple, but wow, it's powerful. Really like healing. Yeah. yeah, we had um, 16 men the last last circle we just had. We do, I run it every week um, and kind of like three weeks before, I went away on, on a holiday and the guys still ran it. And so I was like, look guys, I'm going away for three weeks. Um, and they're like, well, we've got to keep running it. And I'm like, oh, awesome. So they all put their hand up and jumped in and ran it, you know, we gave them the key to our place because we do it at our uh, wellness hub. Um, And yeah, and so they kept it going. And then when I came back, I think we had like four guys when I I came back. And then, um, because that was when the whole COVID thing was really kind of kicking in. I think everyone was a bit kind of like, oh. Cautious and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. and then the next week we had 11, then we had 14, and then 16 men came along and it was like, wow. Wow. It was was, huge, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's cool because the guys have been, coming, it was quite a few guys I've been coming for the last two years. Um, I've been running it for two and a half years, you know, and so, yeah, we, we know each other's story now and we've been growing with each other. Like, it's amazing, like, mm. just the growth that we see in all of us, you know, like, I'm, I've grown massive amounts because yeah. of sitting in space with men and just through my own journey with my stuff, um, with my own family, um, it's healed a lot, especially with mm. my, my parents, you know, we'd be falling out like five years ago and um, I just, part of my trip going up north was to see my mum. I hadn't seen him in like three and a half years. Yeah. And hadn't even spoken to her for that long. So, um, yeah, part of that was I had to connect. I knew I had to connect with my dad first before I could connect with my mum. And mm. yeah, I, I actually rang up dad and just, I was doing some, I actually did Reiki at um, the Cancer Council in, um, in Shenton Park. I was doing Reiki there with the cancer patients. Oh, nice. And then I just had these beautiful sessions with these patients who, um, like the, when they're going through chemo and stuff, and they basically mm-hmm. come from getting chemo and radiation therapy straight on the table and give them Reiki. Yeah. And so I was in this beautiful, just my heart was open, it was in such a beautiful space. And I'm like, something's like, ring your dad. And so I'm like, okay, ring my dad, this was last year. And then just had this beautiful conversation with him. And I'm like, oh, you know, like next time we're in Perth, dad, it'd be nice to meet up. And he goes, oh, actually, I'm there on Tuesday. I'm like, Oof. hey, like, come check out what, it, come to the hub. And we did, and that conversation was like, that's when I realised that the story that I tell myself, it's not true most of the time. Okay, <laughs> I could yeah, probably say yeah, 80, can, 95% of the time, I, the little, I feel that. The little yeah. story, little guy up there, I'm like, you're not actually true. Like, I'm making this stuff up. Yeah. And um, so 
I just sat down with my dad and then I just almost like, you know, sitting in circle with men all the time, you know, you hold space for each other and like by holding space, it's like be able to actually, yeah, sit there, listen to them, acknowledge them um, and be present with them. Mm. Um, and for me also, it's like, yeah, not giving advice, but if anything comes up, just like, it's not me to try and fix, you know? Yeah, yeah, It's just yeah. that typical male energy is that we just want to fix everything. Yeah, yeah so I just sat with my dad and um, it was really powerful. Um, yeah, wow. So I'm just got like feeling that energy. I'm going back to mm. the energy. And yeah, yeah so I, I, I basically with a, I, I brought up a few things that happened in the men's circle because there's, there a, there's a, another guy in the circle that reminded me of like my dad because I don't have kids. Mm. Um, so it reminded me of my dad and like me as his kids. And so everything he's talking about, because I'm like, you know, I don't have kids. What can I relate to someone sharing? But actually, no, I can be the kid in the story. And yeah. so I can relate how my dad was. Mm. And so I brought that up with my dad and a few things. I'm like, look, you know, because of this happened, we actually helped another guy with his circumstances in his life. And, and he's like, oh, really? And it's like, yeah, you know, like we share it deep. And um, so that was really great. And I just gave him the space, said, dad, part of the, one of the shares that came up in the circle was like, we're talking about our dads. And it's like, um, one guy's like, I knew two stories of my dad as a kid. And I was like, and then I like resonate with that. I'm like, I don't know anything about my dad as yeah. a kid, like nothing. Lovely. Yeah. Mm. And so I asked my dad, I said, look dad, what, like, tell me, tell me about your past. Tell me, tell me about. How you grew up and all that and, kind of stuff. And yeah. like, I kid you not, his stories, I'm like, whoa, there's like five major traumatic events. And he's just like, eh. And like, yeah, like massive. And I was like, what? And one of them was when he was in, um, so he was a baby boomer. He was a, at school as an 11 year old, I think he was. Yeah. And um, he was like, one of his schoolmates used to play football with, he knew his name and everything, first and last name. Yeah. They had this big sand pile and they were out playing around, you know, lunchtime and this kid dug a hole in the sand pile, sand pile caved in and suffocated this kid. And they're at school, they're at like primary school. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and so my the dad- The kid died. Kid died. Yeah. And, and so then my dad's like, oh yeah, they just kind of like grabbed us and went, oh, you know, don't worry about that, just off to class, you go and forget about it. And that was it. Wow. And my dad's like, yeah, we had no bloody cancers or, or psychs then, did we? You know, they just chucked <laughs> us back in the class and then off we went. And I was, and I was crazy. like, that's crazy. Like, yeah, dude. Jimmy's dead, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty more kids in the playground, you know, like get on the work. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I'm like, I had no idea my whole life. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then, then he just told me like a succession of things that happened in his life. and. When I was a kid, we actually like, because he has, he has no business with his brother and it was his dad's business went on. So we had like a family business. And yeah, like part of that was that he, like he's, he, they did a deal, whatever with bank. Anyway, bank wasn't happy with what they did at the work and they took my dad's house. And so we moved and as a kid, I had no idea. Like- Why are you moving? Yeah, yeah it was just yeah. like, oh, we're moving again. Okay. The bank that's foreclosed took- Yeah, took the whole house. Wow. Dumb. And then, so we went and rented a house and I had to sleep, you know, same. Bedroom was one of my brothers. I got an older and younger brother, and yeah. yeah, and so did that. And we'd rented this place for a couple of years, and I didn't know anything about that. You know, like I was ten years old at that time, mm. and then um, yeah, and so I had no idea. And I was like, Dad, why, why, why wouldn't you tell us this stuff? Why not be open to us and say, Hey, kids, you know, some stuff's going on. Like, you know, this is what's happening. Yeah. But I guess he was too proud. And one of the things he said after that moment, he said, Never, ever, ever again. I'm going to put our family in that position. Mm. And I'm like, wow, I'm like, yeah, this is like, and then sitting in circle with men, I'm like, this is what goes through a lot of men's things. Like yeah. society puts so much emphasis on the, the man to provide 
that they'll do anything not to um, jeopardize that, but they put their own health. Everything on the Everything line. Everything on the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which is more. And so I see a lot of guys do it, with, especially with kids, and it's like, oh, no, I have to do everything for the kid. But I'm like, yeah, but this is the way I see it because I don't have kids, right? And so yeah. um, it's like if you actually spent time for yourself, like so this weekend we're going away on a camping trip with all the men from the men's circle. So, nice. yeah, last year we did it, and the first time, this is the second time. And um, it's like, how would your kids be growing up going, like, no, my dad's called it. He, he needs that time with himself just with the men or, or whatever mm. it may be. Um, and then they see their dad growing up, you know, because they obviously know, you know, a lot of dads are stressed from all the stuff that they do. And then to actually go, no, I do this every Monday, and then when we have a time to go away, I'm going to do that. And I was like, I put myself in the kid situation. I'm like, that'd be awesome to see my dad going, yep, I'm going to do, like, stuff for myself. So then as the kid grows up, they're like, oh, no, dad took his time to look after himself. I'll do the same. Yeah. This is just how I... Oh, well, that's how kids yeah. work. They model you, right? They don't yeah. do what they say, they do what you do. do yeah, yeah, they're a reflection yeah. of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So it's, yeah, it's really, mm. yeah, it's really beautiful. Yeah, it, it is. It's amazing. What's it called? The men's circle, like the um, manhood Perth. Manhood Perth. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. I'll tag that. How did how did <laughs> how did your dad process all this? It was just kind of like chuck in the back of your mind and just keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like his so his dad came back from the war and um, was a very violent alcoholic, um, yeah. and so he even grew up with that. Like yeah. Just sharing his story, you know, I don't want to share too much of my dad's story, but um, yeah. it's very, it, it's kind of like that was the generation where, and I, it, it, so he watched his mum get beaten, like often, like as a seven-year-old boy, he said he watched his, his dad just beat that and he like, hated his dad, you know, and mm. um, so I asked him too about uh, our lineage, you know, where does the Lewis name come from, and he's like, I couldn't give a shit. It's like, it's Irish or something. I'm like, well, actually, Lewis is Scottish. There's a whole oh, section yeah. of Lewis. I'm Scottish. He's like, well, I don't care. You know, like, and I was like, oh wow, okay. And then so, I'm just like, yeah, that's that generation where mm. they were just brought up with not, you know, that push down those emotions. Oh, my mum used to say, or like, you know, I think everyone's guilty of it. It's just what they knew at the time. It's like, oh, toughen up, princess, or take yeah. a, a thing of cement. I think they still use it today. And yeah, it's like, like yeah, oh. get on with it, get on with it's, it. Yeah, it's like, come on, really? People still saying, take a glass of cement? I'm like, that's the biggest <laughs> load of bullshit. It's like, you come sit in a men's circle with guys who are like, that's the shit that we're dealing with now, you know? Because yeah. it, it's like, we never got to deal with our emotions. I'm like a rock, like it's so hard for me to cry. You know, yeah. I, I cry if I watch a, a movie or something. And you try, I try to force it down. No. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't cry yeah, like. well, Actually, you <laughs> know what? <laughs> that one tear that comes out. <laughs> yeah, one, one of the times that yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I cried the most for the ex longest extended period of time. I was actually sitting right next to you at Encoder. Oh, yeah? That was the yeah. first time we met. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. It was sitting right next to me. And I, they, they started on like all this music, beautiful sound. And they, as soon as they pulled that first string, I don't know, it just took me somewhere, did something to me. And I just had these tears coming down, didn't wipe away. You know, yeah. we were like, we were VIP, we're sitting in the front yeah. row. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I just, I just had my own We made it. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, and, man. and I was like, I was just crying. And then, you know, I don't know what you were doing. Well, I actually wanted to cry. Like, there was a few like watering eyes, but I was kind of just like, you're watching the guy next to us. Look at this guy. He's just really, I don't want to look like that guy. I, I had no idea. I was so like in the zone. I didn't even know who was next to me or who was right with me. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there were, all, every time I go see Encoder, there's always like tears welling up at me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just what, what's Encoda? You've been to one of his, uh, Tennille and January concerts. And Julian Silver on the ditch. Oh, and then the, the 15 okay. string. Or, string oh, no, orchestra. I haven't been to that. That was like a. You were, in, um, you were there in the early days, not the, the new orchestra. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe There's one coming up in, in July, so yeah. we'll get together. I've got an invite, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's I, yeah. awesome and so powerful. And um, yeah, so that, that just brought out 
emotions in me that and I'm like I'm not going to fight this now I'm just going to release I'm like this is a beautiful place I, I felt held it was like 200 people there yeah and I, I felt held in that space for whatever reason and mm. um yeah just knowing that the girls that were sitting on the stage there and I have a lot of love for them and I knew that you know like they're creating that safe space for mm. us to to release and yeah that was amazing so yeah so my first one of my I, I could guess you could say it, my um oh, um what's the word public display of emotion yeah, yeah. was with you sitting by my side. Hey, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. No, nice. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. We go deep, we don't even know it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Our spirits and guides yeah. are like, kind of like, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, hey, like, um, displaying emotions publicly. I, I joined a group called Amongst Men, it's like a dance group and a share circle and all that kind of stuff. And when we first went in, we were doing like things like eye gazing and talking and expressing and, and a lot of the guys were expressing emotions and having tears and, and then towards the end, so was I. But in the beginning, it was, I was just like cement. Like yeah. Yeah. nothing could shake me. Then towards the end, I'm like, wow, you can really feel safe in that space too, mm. to yeah. um, release and express and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I, I feel like a rock, you know, like, and, and I see other guys crying, like big man, tattoos and stuff. And you're like, and they start crying. I'm like, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I should be crying now. I'm like, I should be crying. I feel like I should yeah. be crying and it just can't come out. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. wow, have I been conditioned this much like my right. whole life not to, and, and yes, like yeah, I'd have to be yes, you know, mm. or, or unless I'm just a hard bastard and that's just what I'm meant to do. Because yeah. yeah. I've, I've been with, I, I guess it works. I've been with a, um, a lady who um, had motor neurons and she came for a Reiki session and she was telling a story and I'm like, and I was sitting next to her, she was in a wheelchair and she was talking to me, we were just looking out the front after I finished the session. She goes, oh, it's so refreshing, Sonny, to sit with you and you're not crying or, you know, trying to do something or other. And I'm yeah. like, huh. And then it kind of dawned on me, like, oh, maybe it's okay not to cry all the time, you know, because I should be crying now. The, what she was saying, it's a really yeah. sad story. Yeah. And I was like, huh, okay. So my power of not being able to cry just paid off. That's, but, yeah, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> she's like, oh, no, normally you're holding back kids like down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the time I need to express. But yeah, so That's I guess cool. yeah, it can work maybe it's a time and a place that so you're just being yeah. guided intuitively to. Yeah, right. Yeah, because I think yeah, like the society has programmed us, at least men, not to um, express their emotions. It's kind of like super duper suppressed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know we, that. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. So you like you, you look weak if you're if you're like crying or like expressing emotions yeah. and stuff like that. I think like. I think a big thing in like the current red pill society is like you don't show vulnerability towards your your partner, mm. um, and you you don't cry and show emotion. But I also think that it's kind of like a there's a difference between like being overly emotional as a man and understanding and experiencing your emotions. Yeah, I think like we just don't understand or experience our emotions because we've always been taught to suppress them. Yeah, mm. which is which is interesting. It's kind of crazy. How do you find that balance between like expressing your emotions to your to your wife mm -hmm. um, and still holding your own, your own masculine presence? Well, that was a big part of um, once. So once we opened up our our hub um, in was it July twenty twenty. So yeah, COVID hit. And we're like <laughs> we we were the ones who like we, we, everything stopped for us. All our work and everything. Um, I was actually studying at uni. Um, doing full-time uni at that stage, well, three units. What were you studying? Um, Coastal and Marine Science okay, at yeah. Curtin. Nice. Um, your great university. <laughs> which, which now they... Curtin Uni? Yeah, they yeah. fucking won't even let me in now. <laughs> Fuckers. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 Why? Oh, because I'm not... 
I haven't been uh, oh, inoculated. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, you can't yeah. go in without being. I had no idea. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I'm like I'm like really dark against um, that. It, it's like pretty much almost made me go like, why would I go back to university if 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 they're such short thinking? I'm like, they've got one of the best genetics labs like in Australia, if not you know like around the world. Yeah, and it's like. Can't they be like, oh, let's just like do some of our own research and find out what actually is going on and then okay. we can make a decision? I've got a story for you. <laughs> I know one of the genetic scientists who work at Curtin Uni who conducts experiments in the, in the laboratories yeah. and they had this one big experiment where they were, they were going to test um, Swiss black moors and all the big labels of multivitamins and stuff like that. And they did this huge test looking for heavy metals, adulterants and any kind of adulterations to the product. Yeah. And what they found was the heavy metals and the arsenic levels were about 10 times the recommended dose too much. And they also, found, they also found human and animal DNA. In what though? Multivitamins and their herbal products yeah. in Swiss and Blackmore, the big ones. And they had all their studies done, they're going to do a peer-reviewed study and they're going to publish it. But before they publish it, the curtain's like, no, we can't publish that. We just, we're going to bury it. But it's illegal to bury it. Mm. You know, but she told me this because she was one of my clients at the time. And I was like, wow, I'm like, why would they do that? It's like, because they know they couldn't handle the backlash from Swiss and Blackmore's coming at them. Yeah. So they're just... But isn't... It wasn't even paid off. They just... No, too much trouble. Let's just not, mm. not, not post that. But isn't like a curtain funded by the government? Wouldn't they technically be fighting the government? Oh, there's Curtin's a little, private institution, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure, with the government funding and grants. Government funding. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the, the whole funding stuff is kind of like, you know, I, I, I started uni when I was 38, and then so I've had like this whole background of doing other stuff come in there, and I'm like, I didn't get my T. I, I left school at year 11. Mm. I did year 11, then left, I didn't do year 12. And then we did my cabinet making apprenticeship. And then so, then this is the whole thing that really annoys me with, with kids coming up these days, like year 11 and 12, they're like, you've got to get your ATAR, you know, ours was TE back in the mm. day. You've got to get your ATAR, nothing else matters, you know? And I'm like, I just want to call bullshit on that. I'm oh, like, <laughs> bullshit, like, and, and it just, it just, it just <laughs> like, I'm 38, like I was yeah, 38, because I, I was a student ambassador at Curtin as well. Yeah. Like, um, I really enjoyed it. And I, and I went back, went back there, and it was like um, I did a stat exam. So basically, yep. like I, I went and did one hour, a couple of hours of kind of like knowing what I had to do, write out mm. all this, this. I went and did an exam. It was like three hours or something. Wrote out the stuff, did that. Bang, you're in. And I'm like, uh, so two years of putting kids through absolute stress, one of the most stressful times of life, when they should be out like enjoying themselves, mm. and all you're doing is about school, school, school. I'm like, that's biggest load of bullshit. Yeah. Like, why are we putting our kids under so much stress? For what? If they, if they just wait two years or three years, and then they can go back to uni, yeah. and I'm literally like, what you open arms, you know? I, I remember yeah. when I was 16, my parents were just sort of like, you're gonna go to uni, or you're gonna get a trade. Like, so my dad said, two options, and I'm just like, are you, and I didn't, even, I didn't even know what you can do in uni. I didn't, have, I didn't even know what a civil engineer was compared to different types of engineering. I just yeah. had no idea. So I was like, oh, self-doubt, self-sabotage, I'll just get a trade because I'm a dumb cunt. That's, that's, that's my thought process, because yeah. like getting C's and stuff like that. And the pressure they put on you is like, two years TEE, study exam, this and this and this. And I looked at that, I'm like, hell no, like, yeah. I'm just not ready. But then when I left high school, I did a Cert 3 and Cert 4 in fitness, and I got, I got into university with a Cert 4 yeah. in fitness. Exactly. Like, yeah. I did it online, and I, like, <laughs> and I was like, wow, like, I had so much stress back then, yeah. and confusion and doubt, that I just went into a trade that I didn't, didn't want to do, only because I thought they were my only two options. Yeah. And like, what a waste of 
anyway. Yeah, and those and those Va- two Vendor years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, they we, we, that yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good. Cry if you need to. I gotcha. It's a safe space. Yeah. <laughs> and those two years, like where you go out and you like you just live and you get life experience, you learn so much more. Yeah. Like you know the amount of stuff that you learn. Like when you're out and about, you get a job, or you um, you go, you just get a job. You travel, uh, you just do something. Like obviously, if you don't just like just bumming and doing jack shit, it's different. But if you're just like if you're traveling or you're working, like the amount of life experience, social skills, like interaction ability that you'll get is going to be invaluable. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So when you when you go back to uni, you have like you have a better understanding of the, of the world. So when you go in, you know you kind of have a better idea what you want to do. You know? Yeah, yeah. like. Helps you navigate the workplace. Yeah, it helps as well. you navigate the world, man. Like you, you'd have no idea what you want to do in like in high school. Like you know what I mean? Like how do you expect like someone who's lived sixteen years of their life to know what they want to do for fifty plus years? Yeah, mm. it's insane. It's, 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 yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. What What made you? You talked about going out and having escapades on the land and that sort of thing, and you go solo mm-hmm. as well. What What do you? What was the motivating drive to do that? And what do you get out of it when you're connecting with the land and those sorts of things? Everything. You get yeah. everything. <laughs> a lot of, um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of quietness, a lot of, God, what would you say? So to go back, go back to your, what the question was. So what yeah. made me go do it? Um, I was kind of like at that place where, um, what I'm finding a lot actually at the moment with a lot of people, it's like not ha- I had no purpose. Like mm. I had my business yet, that was all good. I've, um, you know, I deferred uni, well, the, the six months beforehand, obviously this one was out of my hands. Mm. Um, and then um, I was doing, I did a Reiki share circle. We run Reiki share circles at our, at our hub. And this one lady I'd never met before did, we, basically like one person gets on the table and you have like five people doing Reiki on you. It's intense. Wow. It's like, it's like literally like, That's like 10 getting, yeah, getting yeah. your mobile phone and sticking like, it's, it's like four jacks into it. We're like, wow. okay, charge now. It's like convulsing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so intense. So this lady came up to me afterwards and you know, some, as you know, with meeting stuff, um, I guess I find a lot of Reiki people can tap into that because you are using yep. the energy and other things. But she said to me, look, she pulled me aside and said, hey, look, you have this like huge mother energy. She goes, I'm mm. not sure if it's your mother, because I hadn't spoken to her for that long, um, mm. you know, three and a half years. She goes, oh, I'm not sure if it's like Mother Earth. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So I just kind of like locked it away in the bank. And mm. then another week later, I did another healing session uh, with another lady and she said the same thing. She's like, you have this mother energy going on. I'm like, wow, I never told her anything about yeah. that. Um, and then probably another two weeks later, I was doing like a job. So um, I'm part of, you know, I have the business doing the energy energy mm. work, um, the sound healing stuff and aromatherapy, but I've also got, um, I do like my maintenance work because I've got to fund it. It doesn't like yeah, the yeah. first two, first year and a half was like, man, we had so much, it was, it was so hard because we had three lockdowns and everything. I, yeah. I had the bank ring me up four times going, oh, you need to put some money in your account. I'm like, I don't know how, but, <laughs> but, it, but we did somehow. Yeah, we were like, oh, yeah. great. So now I found that balance between um, working on the tools and then mm. doing the energy stuff. So I'm really comfortable with that. Yeah, so um, I was doing this work. I was painting this lady's fence. And then, you know, like when you're painting, I don't know if you know, you painted a lot, but literally it's like switch off the brain, <laughs> go into the, uh, I know you told me the other day, with the left and the right brain. I, I was yeah. in some side of the brain, maybe in the middle somewhere. Yeah. And um, I was just painting and it was just like, it must've been a clear channel. And this thing just hit me. It was like, go see your mum. Literally that were the words. Wow. It was like, go see your mum. And I was like, that's my purpose. Like, it was instant. I'm like, that's my purpose. Yeah. Yes. And then um, I'm like, okay, how am I going to do this? So I'm like, mm. 
when am I going to go? What am I going to do? And um, spoke to my dad. And I, I knew at some point he was going to um, be like heading down south from up in Broome, live up in Broome. They got a place in Albany and they were going to head down there at mm. some point. How long had it been since you've spoken to your mom? Yeah, good three, three and a half years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well. yeah, mm. yeah. And so, yeah, it was been a long time. And I could feel it, man. Like my mum and I have this, um, always have this connection where we could feel each other's energy almost mm. like, yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it's really, it was, it was very powerful, my mum. So every time, like, I was hurting, I knew she was hurting. You know, like, birthdays would never contact each other, um, Christmas time. And I knew that was a time when mum loved our kids. You know, we had three boys, had a beautiful family. We were mm. always the family that everyone would yeah. come to, you know. And, and then people would come to my mum and dad for guidance and staff and all that sort of thing. So I saw that over the years, and I loved mm. that. We were a real tight family, and then this, it all just sort of broke up. Um, yeah, over like work, the family business kind of thing. Um, and there's a lot more behind that, but I'm not getting to that yeah. right now. That's a whole nother. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, yeah, so I just this, like, decided, all right, I'm going to like save up enough money so I have a month on my home loan, um, make a heap of rain sticks and things like that for mm. that Anya my wife can sell while, we're, um, like, while I'm away. Um, mm. So trying to keep the hub, you know, because we've still got rent coming out of that. Yeah. And then... Um, I was like, I'm gonna work my ass off. So I thought, all right, I'll give myself a time. And it was like a month and a half and I just worked my ass off. And um, it all last, last like four days, it went, doo, 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 all came together. And I was like, yes, so it's meant to be, right? Mm, and then yeah. it all happened. And then, yeah, off I, off I went and I hadn't even told my dad I was coming up yet. <laughs> so my wife's like, you should probably let him know you're coming. You know, like, eh. Surprise. It's, yeah. yeah right. So I was up in Northampton. I got to Northampton, just past north of Geraldton. And then it's like, I gave him a call and he was like, oh, like no emotion. Just like, okay. Because um, he knew that my mum, you know, like wouldn't be happy if I just rocked up on the doorstep because it's been so long. Anyway, so yeah, long story short, I got to... Um, I did this really cool stuff. So there was this whole journey. So that, that was one of the reasons to go see my mum. The other reason was that our, our lease was coming up on Bioda, like our business. Um, mm. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't, and so there was a whole heap of things going on. Like if, if we didn't continue the lease, where would do the men's circles? And I'm like, oh, that's just going to be painful because it's such a beautiful space. The guys are comfortable there. So mm. that was riding on my mind. Um, and a few other things like um, just even our relationship between my wife and myself was really tough because the financial financial side of things as well. Yeah. And, you know, we weren't spending as much time as we would like to spend it with each other, you know, like, and so that was really tough. And yeah, so all these things were kind of banking up. I'm like, I need to get away and by myself, be by myself, try and heal that thing with my mum. Mm. And then, yeah, and so off I, off I went and yeah, really, and I wanted to connect with the country. So that whole mother energy that came yep. through from this lady to heal it, I'm like, no, I need to, and I feel like doing like kind of a bit of a walkabout, you know, like I just want to be completely by myself and not be near anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone. I do that lots. And I'm always mm. the guy at the caravan park or the campgrounds that, you know, someone rocks up and like, oh, yeah, you go, yeah, la, la, la. I'm, 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 I used to be that guy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, yeah, I just want to talk to people. I want to be yeah. near people. And then so I told the universe, like, I don't want to be near anyone. I literally... And it was awesome. Every I rocked up in Exmouth in the Cape Range National Park um, and just had this place to myself. It was like no one there. Mm. Um, I did a couple of ceremonies on the beach and um, really beautiful, deep ceremonies, which I've never really kind of done before, but it just felt, I just intuitively felt this is what I had to do. Yeah. Um, and let go of a lot of stuff and then um, went to uh, Millstream to Chester National Park and there wasn't a soul there literally by myself and I was going to stay a couple of nights but something inside me is like no you need to go like 
you need mm. to go get phone reception. You need, like you just need okay. to leave this place. And so I listened to that. So I was really became I was really listening to my intuition. It, it was really just like well, spirit was talking to me. What you know, like call it whatever. But it was so strong to me that um, I was just following whatever I need to do. I had no other plans apart from leave Perth, get the broom, whatever happens in between happens, you know, yep. and just go with what I needed to do. And yeah, so I was planning to kind of stop it. I, I kind of in my mind, I was like, oh, I'll stop at all these places, you know, Edinburgh Beach and all these places up. And then um, spoke to my left millstream, got to Caratha and I spoke to my dad. And he's like, well, we're flying out on Sunday. So, and this is Friday at two o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, well, if you don't get here, we're going to be gone. And I was like, oh, oh God, yeah. Okay, so yeah, wow. I, I just went <laughs> like belted up north. But yeah, so long story short, I got, I got there on the Saturday. My mum still didn't want to see me. They jumped in, I spoke to my dad. They jumped in a plane and took off um, back down to oh, so Perth. I didn't even get to see my mum. Oh, wow. So I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, I just drove two and a half thousand kilometres <laughs> <laughs> to go see my mum. And she wow. took off. I'm like, and so I was kind of like. And she knew you were coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, wow. and so, but, but it was okay, you know. I was like, yeah. old Sonny would have been like, created a story, right? And, yeah, and would yeah. have been like yeah. the end of the world. But I was just like, I was in, because I just spent this time in that, like on country and just really tuning in. I went for this walk down near Cabin Beach and took the wrong turn and ended up walking on this track somewhere along the beach. And, and then someone's like, just stop, just take a breath. And I just like, this is after they left. And I'm like, and then something kind of like said to me, it's okay. Like that needed to happen. You're, mm. They needed to leave. And then, then this calmness came over me, like, it's okay. And then it was like, you're in the mother country now. Like mm. this is the mother country. And just this power, just not, not power, but this energy, just beautiful, loving energy just came over me. And it just like, wow, oh, everything was beautiful. okay. It was yeah. fine. And then I kid you not, that was on Sunday. So Sunday night, I said, I'm get this message from my mum where she wrote this letter about all the stuff that was going on in her and sent it to me. And I was like, whoa, that's really like, you know, like that's full on. That was deep, um, mm. harsh, you know, it was yeah. really harsh. Yeah. And so, but I was like, it's okay, that's her healing. That, 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 mm. I was actually really happy because that was her part of her healing. And um, yeah, which she still was holding on to like a message I sent her five years ago, you know, that's wow. kind of like stemmed, that's where the, the, the riff came. And, um, yeah, so a lot of that, um, so anyway, so she called, sent that and the next morning she rang me out. She's like, oh, <laughs> it was really funny. She said, oh, we actually just bought, um, she called me out and we had this chat and it was really nice. She had tears and I, I probably thought about crying, but she didn't come <laughs> <No> out. <right. laughs> and, and, and then she's like, oh, I actually have to fly back to Broome um, because we just bought, we bought a unit and the handover's on Wednesday and I totally forgot because I totally just shuffled it like rough yeah, their yeah, feathers, yeah. you know, she was, wasn't thinking. Yeah. And so she flew back up. And then she's like, oh, while I'm, um, if you meet me on the Wednesday, I can like give you the keys rather than stay in the caravan park in the swag, like you can stay at that place. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, geez, my mum works fast. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then, then um, I did and I met her there and she made me food. And then she's like, rang me out the next day. Hey, let's go do this. Um, let's go for a drive. I want to show you some nice spots that I go to when I um, need time out. And we just rekindled it. And it was just like, it was beautiful. It no, really was. Yeah. It was like, is so healing and like sort of like fast forward a lot from that trip. I was just telling my wife the other day that the ripple effect from that trip is still happening. Like I hadn't spoken to my younger brother in like, or I haven't seen him, I haven't seen my nieces in so long. Like one, mm. last time I saw one of my nieces, like a little baby and now she's like this five-year-old, like wow. great little kid. And so I've always said to Kurt, part, I knew part of my own healing journey and his was actually to reconnect again because we're like so similar. Mm. And only just the other day, he ran me up and said, hey, come around. And I'm like, 
he never would have done that if I didn't reconnect with mum. And then I wow. spoke to my dad and he's like, yep, that's probably exactly right. And so all these things. So just getting my ego out of the way, getting rid of that story, which wasn't true, mm. just has now created this whole big like ripple effect in my own life. And mm. it's such a beautiful feeling, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. And just, that's amazing. And that's not even talking about being on the country, man. Like that's, there's so many things that happened to me just connecting in. I learned recently about, um, yeah, like connecting with, like I, I have this tree that I, I, I go, when I walk my dog every day, I call mm. it my love tree and yeah. I, I connect to it. Like I, I've, I've just intuitively been putting my hand on it. And when I do my Reiki, I don't call him any things, but, or like really anything, but yeah. the tree I do. So yeah. I call it my love tree that when I'm on someone's feet, I ground myself and I can ground wow. the client as well. And so I call him that tree for the groundness. And so part of that exchange is that when I go see my love tree, I, I like connect with it, you know, like do the old wipe my hands out of the armpit and or lick it, whatever. Oh yeah, so mixing your DNA with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Don't don't mix up that and then that first. Don't do the armpit and then lick it, you know, yeah. and then he's like, oh, that, <laughs> yeah, we're no, all getting fine. a taste of this. And then I connect with it. And my dog's like running around. And so part of my exchange is that I exchange what visions or like what I've done that day or you know depends how long it's been since i come for a walk but mm. i exchange what i've done and so yeah that's my exchange with the tree so they allowed me to help ground in when i call it in wow. and then i go to them and exchange what what I, what's happened because you know they're the standing people you know Beautiful, they yeah. they can't Experience, roam around and, yeah, 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 yeah but through us we can yeah so that's really cool man it's like a form of like it's like shamanism in a sense where you connect with with the spirit and with the plant itself for an exchange to help you provide a better service to your yeah. clients. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and so when I went to Millstream to Chester, I was walking in, I was like just acknowledging the spirits of the land and um, being very respectful. And so I did that to this beautiful, I don't know, it was like a white gum tree and put my hand on it and it was just like, you know, like connecting with it. And I kid you not, man, it felt like a finger pressed into my palm. Wow. It was so just, like, real. Yeah, yeah, it was so real. It was just like, dunk, and I was like, whoa hello you're like whoa you know that that's insane yeah, yeah kind of yeah and it was wow yeah so it's yeah that was pretty intense that's yeah. beautiful man yeah. yeah i've noticed i really like hearing your stories especially when it comes to spirituality and things of that nature mm. do you have any like really profound stories that you've had with with spirits or entities or things of that nature that has sort of happened to you on your journeys or? <laughs> well yeah many times yeah. um that, that, that's a whole podcast in itself um <clears throat> many many i, f I first started having that kind of response like that thing that's what got me into reiki kind of way because i mm. wanted a gentle way in when i was younger i used to actually get um kind of like i had this room in a house and it was basically like there was must there was a spirit in there and this is my whole thing about learning about now and especially if you're like, like a good spirit or yeah well i don't know and this is the whole thing um with your last podcast i was listening to as well and it was really interesting because it resonated a lot was that um I always consider them dark spirits and there's darkness like I always felt this huge darkness come over and I associated that with like bad yeah it didn't feel right and so I'm always conscious of that dark the darkness right mm. and so but now as I've gone through and I'm starting to do this work like lot all light work you know so I'm like no I feel I've I've got enough lightness there to actually go dance with the spirits there's just something when I was away I was like no it's mm. time to go dance with the spirits um, and not be afraid of the dark because I have the light within me, even if I go into and see that light, you know, the darkness, I know I've got light there to, to protect me and guide mm. me, you know, and I know I've, I've got spirits to 
back me up. Yeah. Yeah. And Get the boys like. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so um, that was kind of like my journey. And a lot of people asked me too before I was going away. And when I came back, they're like, oh, weren't you scared when you were camping by yourself? Because I would just like, you know, pull on the side of the road and go drop my swag and just camp. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm not actually afraid of the, um, I said, honestly, I'm not afraid of the people. I'm afraid of the spirits because I don't know. It's not my land. I don't know. Mm. So that's what I'm more kind of like feeling into where I'll be like, shit. True. Yeah, anyway, something actually did happen when I was, when I was up, up north. I, um, I, after that big run from Karatha up to, um, I was just like a couple hundred k's short of um, Broome. And it was nine o'clock at night. I was doing night driving. So I was like, I was doing like 80 kilometers an hour, sometimes 70 if a road train came along. Oh, true, yeah. Because like, you couldn't see anything. And, or a kangaroo. Yeah, and I got this, yeah, and I got this really dodgy old ute <laughs> made last century. Yeah. And the headlights aren't that good. So I, as soon as I did the, oh, the high beams, yeah. I couldn't see anything. And so I'm like, 70 k's is okay. If a kangaroo comes, I could probably just see it and break. It might be down to 50 k's, we're safe. Yeah. And so it was a pretty intense drive. Beautiful, one of the best drives actually I've ever done mm. um, at night, just by myself and just taking in the, the smells and everything. Yeah. And I put up this side at nine o'clock and this, um, it was like no wind, it was midges everywhere. Like I got, I was just getting hammered because oh, it's hot. So I'm just got like, you know, shorts and t-shirt on um, and just got hammered. So I quickly set up my swag, jumped in and then I had this little portable fan like, <laughs> that I sleep in, put in my swag. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And and because I got really sunburnt when I was in Exmouth, like oh, wow. so badly sunburnt. And so these midges, and I think I slept with a like, bunch of midges and they were just smashing me. And so I had this fan on. And about four o'clock, I kind of like, I woke myself up. It's kind of like what happens when I feel something. And I was literally like, <gasps> you know, that wake. And I felt this presence like huge. It, wow. it, it, so this is the whole thing with the dark thing. It was dark, but it wasn't bad you can just feel if it's yeah, if yeah. it's good or bad right and so i was like no it, it, it's okay but there's something there and i was like and the first thing that clicked in my mind was like turn the fan off so i turned the fan off anyway i got up there was four o'clock morning at about five because i couldn't sleep i was just yeah. like itchy with midges mm. and then i looked at my swag i'm like that's a bit weird like and so i got the five it's one of the swags with the fiberglass poles at each end and the yeah. bit in the middle so it holds off you and the fiberglass pole had completely snapped like snapped. It was just held together by the little, you know, the what little the hell? paracord that's in there, that little bungee cord that's in there. Yeah. And I'm like, I did, like, I'm sure I would have heard that if it had a snap, yeah, you yeah. know, it was clear, clean snap. I'm like, what? Anyway, so, and I just thought, the spirit broke it. Cheeky but I, but, I, but I, Yeah, but I didn't hear it, right? And then a few other things um, happened along the way. I was, I was yeah. Why would I do that? They come there and be like, you know what, Sunny? <laughs> well, well, see you later. Yeah. So I've got a friend that, that's, that's a medium. And, and yeah. so um, she, she did a healing on me and I sort of told her about him. And I said, and I didn't tell her other things. So I knew this spirit was cheeky. Like, it was just a cheeky spirit. I just yeah. felt that. And I even told my friend that came up with, with me on the trip mm. afterwards um, about it. And um, yeah, and so she's like, oh, he's still with you. This spirit is still with you. Well, you owe me a fiberglass ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, so she did this healing, and part of that was like, she asked, how, What's the deal with the pole or whatever? And he goes, Oh, the reason why I didn't hear it is because I bit it with my teeth. The spirit said that. Yeah. I'm like, That's really cool. Well, why? Well, because I had the fan on, and it, oh. it wasn't, it was, it, was, it was annoying him. Oh, okay. True. Yeah, because I like, you know, like I got this, this thing that, yeah, so what? that was pretty intense. Yeah. Out of the thousands of kilometers, like that fan. Yeah. Hear, right? Oh, it was pretty loud. Actually, it was so good. Yeah, it was the um, biggest piece. Man, the indigenous talk about this. I went on a had a little like um session with this 
indigenous guy from the Noongar tribe, and he was talking to us about the DNA mixing and introducing ourselves to the land spirits and that sort of stuff. And they often talk about you know, some cheeky spirits that hang around. And some people talk about land spirits that are very, very powerful spirits that if you perform healings or spiritual rituals on their land without their permission, they can really let you know about it in all kinds of ways. Like I've heard of um, a lady doing a healing on her daughter when she was on some land when she was advised not to. You know, in her mind, she oh, yeah. daughter anyway. And they had a big marble table in their house, and the son was sitting at the table, and he, he felt this presence enter the room, but he couldn't see anything. But he felt this presence, and the table just cracked in half, M like marble slab just cracked. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like that's, dude, that's insane. That's the next level. Like these land spirits don't mess around. Well, yeah, and yeah, I, I remember yeah. when we we um, like once we were talking last time we were talking um, we were talking about the the veil, you know, like how light the veil. Or how thin the veil can get, yeah. you know, and um, yeah, I, it just seems for me personally, it seems to be getting lighter, or probably I'm, I'm becoming with you know a high vibration yeah. being, and I'm getting closer to there, so I can kind of like feel more True. and, and a sense more, especially when being out in country for like you know mm. I was two weeks at the time or a week and a half by myself on country, really you know my vibration was probably the highest mm. it had been in a long time, and so yeah, that that allowed that probably to happen. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, that was really interesting, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I, I've heard from various sources that there is no veil. The veil's gone, it's just like, we just, we put it there. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I resonate with that, that, that yeah. sounds, that's, yeah. Oh, true. Then how, how, do you, how do you, like, open the veil? LSD. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I, I, don't, I don't do any drugs, you know, yeah. so for me, I'm just like, yeah, I don't need that. I've like, never e needed e that. Either do I. I yeah, I yeah, to yeah. do that, and so for me, it's like, no, it's, and yeah, it's so true because that, that's just a whole awesome thought process. Like I've, I, um, I remember once I did, um, I was at my old, old girlfriend's place many, many years ago and I was in a, in a room and I felt this presence. I always feel that presence, especially at night time, seems to be easier mm. to, to connect there. And I, um, I woke up by this presence and I, never, I don't normally see things. But so I can really feel it and sometimes understand what it is I just know what it is for whatever reason, mm. <clears throat> but I actually saw this this time. It was like a you know that quintessential kind of like halo, that blue halo, and I, I didn't quite see the face, but I knew it was an old lady, yeah. and she laughed at me. It was like ah, you know, like the old witch kind of ah, yeah. laugh. And I was like, in that stage, I was very green, and I just like I was told at that time you can send them away, like go away. Mm. So I told her, I was like go away, and then my girlfriend sat up. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like. There's an old lady singing. She's laughing at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laughing at me. Anyway, and she's like, she turned the light on. Her face was like white, and, and oh, I was wow. like, what? And she goes, I did it. Like, so she used to play music, and my, my little brother, who's used to play classical okay. guitar, they went to New Norcia. They did like a band camp, yeah. <laughs> and they did a Ouija board thing in New Norcia. I'm like, why would you do a Ouija, Ouija board, board there? At band camp. Oh my god! Did you say it this one time at band, the band camp? camp? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, well, that was the joke. Like, we did a Ouija board. I'm like, you did what? Like, why? Anyway, wow. so she did a Ouija board, and they found out that the lady, and they kind of knew there was an old lady that had the house that was her house, and mm. she found out that her room was the lady's room, and she died in that room. Oh wow. And so she's like, um, and I had no idea they did that. You know, I had no idea there was a woman. She never said anything about it, but it, yeah. she came she's there. Attached you know? to your wife. Yeah. Well, yeah, wow. Girlfriend. Well, what's a Ouija board? A Ouija board? Yeah. It's like a board with all the letters on it, and you have a little glass thing that you talk to spirits with, and they move it for you. Yeah, so if you get a group of yours, um, you put, or, or put your hand on it, I think that's what you do. I've never done yeah, one, but you, done you're, done everyone one. puts a hand on it, and so you know that no one's 
deliberately pushing and yeah. and they'll spell out different things and you ask questions and stuff. But yeah, I, I've just heard bad things about like, oh, yeah. I just can't trust that. that as a, well, it's kind of like getting, 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 your, getting your phone and it's calling a random number saying, hey, come to my house. Like, yeah. would you trust a random human being to come into your house? You're dialing up no, things no. you don't know what yeah. you're dialing and up. In the spirit world, you could, who, who knows who you're talking to, yeah. you know? Yeah. But um, this lady, it, this, I'm, I'm surprised that she had a blue aura because usually aura represents like the light or the progression of the person. Mm. So you had a blue aura would have been she wouldn't necessarily be that bad because normally people, spirits that are quite dark or mischievous or, or low vibration, just, they just appear very dark and shadowy. And, yeah. You know, but and you can feel that. I, I, can, yeah. I can feel that yeah, energy yeah. of if, if, if somehow, yeah. Mm. Well, why would you follow her all the way back to her house? She wanted to meet Sonny. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Heard about him. Um, when it comes to your men's circles and doing things of, of that nature, what are, you, are you seeing any common themes that are in men as far as what men are really struggling with at, at this point in time and how to move through that or what it takes to move through mental health and things of that nature? Yeah, definitely. Um, a, lot, a lot of stuff we do, a, a lot of the stuff that comes up is um, that childhood trauma. Yeah. And, and whatever that is, shape, form, doesn't have to be bad or, or necessarily mm. bad, but um, yeah. A lot of some of it is, but um, yeah, a lot of that childhood trauma. We're dealing mm. with our, our mums, um, especially, and, and dads, but um, a lot with mums. And it kind of makes sense in a way, like that era that, you know, my dad's era. My dad just mm. worked, worked and worked. And he's told me um, when I was a, a bit older, I don't like to class myself as grown up or an adult. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> my name's Sonny in the dictionary means little boy, you know. So <laughs> I've got the Peter Pan name, so I never grow up. We're all, we're all children. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, you know, like if you have a look at all the men always used to go to work. Um, my mum was a stay at home mum. She mm. called herself a domestic engineer. Um, and she, she looked after us three boys. And so we were basically brought up with mum, and my mum had her own you know, her own history and stuff and, and own, you know, as we all do, had her own things. And and so she had to bring us up, boys, like in that masculine energy and try and hold us there and support us in that masculine. So we never had, you know, like, I guess, I want to call it toxic masculine, but you could say it probably wasn't, you know, if our dad was there, he probably would have done it different. That's probably what yeah, I'd yeah. say, you know, full respect to my mum. And, um, and my mum did a beautiful job anyway, mm. I'd definitely say. But yeah, so, and I was probably lucky, but I, I know that if all the men, you know, in general, men yeah. go off to work, women look after the kid, and then, which was the done thing those days. Mm. And so all, all the kids, all the boys were brought up by their mums. And so we never had, a, or I never had an opportunity to, to really understand what feminine mean, or mm. like, you know, to, uh, to harness what that actually meant. And so yeah. Yeah. that comes up a lot in the men's circles. Mm. Um, yeah, purpose, purpose is a big one, trying to figure out what the purpose is, yeah. um, like that whole life changing thing, I, I heard it recently, um, one of the guys brought it up, he quoted someone else, so I don't know who the original quote's from, yeah. but it was like, we're not having a midlife crisis, it's a, it's a midlife awakening. Oh, it was Jim mm. Carrey? I'm not sure. But it sounded like something cool to say too. Midlife awakening, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, th and, and for me, I'm like, yeah, because even for me, you know, like I'm 41, so I'm, mm. I'm like, I've had a massive change, like I've just turned left, and I've always done it in my life, turn left, 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 and just yep. like all these cool things happen, and, go against the grain and yeah. and whatever. So um, yeah, that's a big one. That purpose um, is seems to be a common theme where mm. you know everyone's been at the work. They've realised that whatever they're doing, it's they've been working for the same company for ten plus years or whatever, and going, this is this is not. There's something yeah. not right with me. And I did a sound healing recently with um, and a couple of guys from Men's Circle came along, and one guy's like, 
you broke me, Sonny. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I said, no, no, I didn't break you. I said, I just like shuffled you up, you know, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. vibration just like releases stuff and, 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 and it allows your body to connect to your source so mm. you can actually go, hang on, I'm not doing the right thing I, I'm put here for, you know, and so, yeah, that, that kind of seems to be a common theme as well, like right. what our purpose is and, and then from what society wants us to do, but we know we need to be over here. How, how do we do that, you know? And mm. So that's quite common as well. Um, yeah. And, and sound can really start to move emotions and move things totally. throughout your body and release and that. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, I've had some yeah. magical experiences, especially mm. just playing the didgeridoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had a um, pretty special experience. I had the sound bowl and my digipane and I just... I saw this thing, you know, like, I kind of like, you know, if you watch that, like a little piece of like golden kind of light, you know, probably about the size of a twig, you know, mm. about 10 or 15 mil long, just yep. kind of appear and then just like floated like this while right. I was playing. It just, it was like perfect harmonics. Wow. And I was like, I acknowledged it, like I see you, you know? Yeah. And then it kind of just, then as soon as it just lasted for about, you know, three or four seconds and disappeared. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's definitely a sign for me. So then I, I got hold of a um, uh, Wajak elder, and ask for permission to play the Dijon country. I just felt that for me, yeah. that was important yeah. because in now I'm like, okay, this is not just like, you know, I was respectful anyway, because th that's just me. Yeah. Um, but I felt I'm on the country. I, I, I want that permission from an elder yeah, because for me in that spiritual sense, I want to do that properly, not for anyone else, yeah. but for me, because I, I know there's a spiritual connection, you know? So, True. Yeah. And how do you, um, how do you acknowledge and ask the spirits of the land if you're going out for a hike or a walk, how do you really do that process to make sure that you're not doing anything you shouldn't be doing or in, in that respect? Do you have a process for that? Yeah, and real small. And I think like everyone can do whatever that feels right. But for yep. me, it's um, a, a, even when I'm walking anywhere, even in the city or whatever, and I like the trees, you know, whatever's around, I just say, say to them, like, I, I say my name, introduce myself. I'm here as a friend. I'm here with love in my mm -hmm. heart. Um, not to hurt, but if I do do something, like please guide me mm. um, in what I should be doing, and, and you know, so I don't offend. Yeah, and that's yeah. a big part of my journey now. Um, mm. Meeting that spirit up north is yeah. is to ask, you know, um, mm. as well. It's like when we uh, ask for, you know, like the energy's there. You know, said there's no veil, mm. and so we can literally ask. Like if we're flat in energy, we can tap into that energy. You know, like we're, we're doing Reiki, we, we mm. ask for that energy to come through. We're getting that energy while we're giving it. And so it's like at any stage we can ask for guidance, ask mm. for it. But problem is we're so on the phones, on this, there's so much stuff going on up here. Yeah. We're not, not in, in here, yeah. that yeah. heart space. Actually, you know? that leads to a question I really want to ask you. Um, how to access greater levels of energy and also how to protect your energy from other influences or negative people or things of that nature. Yeah. Any practices for that? Yeah, yeah. So I learned that when I was younger. It was one of the best kind of advice that helped me at that stage before I, you know, I guess I matured with it, mm. um, is that ball of white light, you know? Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and everyone does that, and, 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 and for a reason, too, it works. Um, I always pictured, like, you know, the nucleus, that energy thing that spins around, you know, I always mm. pictured that kind of starting off slow then just infinitely spinning around me. Yeah, that's cool. I'm seeing that now. Yeah, so, so that helped a lot, and it's cool, but then I, I spoke to a lady, um, she does... She had a crystal shop, and what she told me even was better. And so she's like, if you're putting a blockage around, say, a, a, like a, a field, like a force field, whatever, you know, sort of this distance, beings or whatever can come all the way up to there, 
and then still kind of, you're gonna get some sort of influence from it. She's like, if you open your heart and spread, cause I've always been like, oh, you know, keep that heart closed cause you don't want everyone yeah. to suck in your heart and all this yeah. stuff. And so I'm, I'm like, this is just a story we're telling yourself. This is yeah. a bullshit, we don't know. And so this lady's like, why don't we open our heart? Still, you can still put your bull up if you want, mm. but make that energy go out further, like take it out, however far you, you're comfortable yeah. with. And so if something does come or someone, because yeah. you know, that might be in that, you know, you can pick up when someone's pissed with you or, yeah, or, or yeah, just yeah. not, not yeah. you know, like not in a good, and they're coming, no. they will feel that energy that you've put out, over, you know, like Meters. 10 feet or something or yeah. meters in front before it's here. So yeah. by the time they get to you, they're kind of, the idea is that they're already feeling mm. that and you might deflect them or, or they might, you know, um, you like, they'll be feeling you yeah. going, oh, oh, by the time they get to you, they'll give you a hug, you know? Yeah, like, okay, I, cool. yeah, that's yeah. the idea, you know? Because like, I did hear someone say that the heart's magnetic field is 10 times bigger than the, the mind's magnetic field. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. But um, it's almost like such a distancing, but energetic distancing. <laughs> 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 1.5 meters, please. Well, that's what happened when I was yeah. away, because, I, and, and I really, because I was starting to take note of all this stuff mm. by myself, that I put out the universe that I don't want, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want them to come near me. Like, yeah. I just want, like go away, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I love people, you know. Like this yeah, is what yeah. I do. I help people, but I, this was my time. Yeah. And literally, people were like bypassing me. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> like I'm actually testing this out there yeah. just by myself, and yeah, no one, no one spoke to me. Maybe you could just try like people coming up and just giving you money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 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 that's that's what I do now. So I'll, yeah. when I'm I'm walking around and, and I'm conscious of things getting attached and all that sort of stuff, but I'm like. Hang on, that's just a, f then I'm fear. Mm, if yeah, I'm, you know, like, so this is like, this is my, pro I think about this kind of like a bit and then I'm like, hang on, if I'm trying to block something, am I calling it in to block, you know? And, and so yeah. if I just, if I just openly have my heart open, conscious that, you know, I still have to be conscious of what I'm doing there. Mm. But if I have that open and projecting just beautiful loving energy around me, Mm. and don't think of trying that I'm trying to block or trying to like bar anything, then I'm not calling that in. I might True. be calling the loving spirits in. And so mm. if I'm blocking, am I stopping other good things coming in? Or, you know, it- That's it, cool, man. It's I a like whole that. different- I, I, I resonate with that deeply. Yeah. You make a love-based decision, and love-based action where you're influencing those that come into your space with love rather than Let's keep out the negative entities and yeah. become like a crazy conspiracy theorist. Demons. Actually, but you know what? One of the best conspiracy theorists, David Icke, oh, uh, one, of, one of his quotes was, and I just love his quote, was that whatever decision you make in life, do it out of love, not out of fear. And I'm like, perfect. That's all we need. Yeah. You know, like every decision. Best conspiracy ever. You know, like, am, yeah. I, am I getting a COVID jab out of fear? Or am I doing it out of love? And I'm like, I reckon if every single person asked themselves that question, it, it would be it would be in a minority who would have been doing it for yeah. looking after their family and different yeah, things, 100%. you know? Well, I'm not getting the vaccine out of love. <laughs> <laughs> love for science. Yeah, 100%. I reckon we'll, we'll end it there. That was beautiful, man. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thank so much. you. That was amazing. Yeah, thank yeah. you.